Welcome to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. This is episode 74, and I am delighted to bring you my conversation with Jennifer Brisman, who in addition to two decades as a top-level New York City event producer, has become a tech founder, developing software that is going to revolutionize the event industry, certainly allowing us event professionals to do what we do better, faster, and stronger as she would say. Not exactly being a tech whiz myself, I'm going to let Jennifer explain the whole thing. So let's jump right into my conversation. And as usual, I will see you on the other side. Jennifer Brisbane. Jennifer was one of the premier party producers, party planners in the city, and has since gone on to conquer the tech world and bring the event industry into the 21st century kicking and screaming. How's that for an introduction? Well, I appreciate that. I don't know if anyone's kicking. I definitely feel every day some wonderful screaming and support at my back, especially now at this time. And uh, I'm grateful for it. So, you know, Vow is really, it's a company committed to transforming the future of work for event, meeting, and hospitality professionals for me and all my colleagues. It's really been a long time since anybody really championed innovation for us. Right now, we live in an insanely fragmented workday. So whether it's an event pro like myself, whether it is a venue like a major hotel, whether it's a vendor like you, an entertainer, or whether it's an event organizer, like a huge conference, like a Coachella or a South by Southwest or an A&D home design show. The entire industry. Entire industry, or even if you're a client, you are literally shuffling around your workday and everything is broken up. You are shuffling conversations, details, documents between email, text, mobile, phone, video, and even pen and paper, like a game of Tetris, you are moving right now. Every single day you are moving between dozens of apps and platforms and marketplaces and all these outdated legacy systems that don't talk to each other. So all the platforms you move between to do could be contracting, It could be to get a client to sign something. It could be to calendar. Nothing talks to each other. Everything works in silo. To make matters even worse, the beauty of our industry, like the real unbelievable playing field of it all is that we all come together, as many of 80 of us, to plan one event, to bring one event to life. And these collaborators of ours the talent, the creatives, the business people, they're outside our day-to-day organizations and we're completely dependent on them in the best possible way to bring these life experiences to life. It's amazing. We're moving between every environment to communicate. We're moving between all these platforms to shuffle around details and we're moving between all these people and it's untenable. One of the things that we started talking about originally was Email. We all live on emails. Email is where productivity goes to die. (laughs) Listen, I'm not that smart. I didn't come up with that. You don't have to take my word for it. There's multiple other industries who have figured that out and who have built innovation 
to really combat that. Look, a real world scenario is just if I email you, Doug, at 9 a.m. and you email me back at 2 p.m., in between that time, my inbox is going to be um, lacquered with, I would say, 70 to 80 emails all regarding different clients, all from different people, both venues, vendors, and clients alike. When we are communicating like this, every detail, every conversation, every document is broken up in a world where we, our jobs are to stitch it together so we can bring events to life. And we don't get a second chance. We don't get to do it over. We don't get to rewind the clock. We don't get to do anything other than hit the play button when it's go time. And so we have to be more effective and efficient and we have to optimize our workday. The other challenge is that most of these systems that we use, a lot of them actually, they not only don't talk to each other, but they were really built to sit on a desktop or on a tower or in some, some piece of information technology. They really weren't uh, built to be agile and live in the cloud and make us powerful no matter where we are. And so the challenge is that, you know, all of these wonderful platforms, and I say wonderful because they are, all of these really innovative event platforms, business platforms that have arisen, they absolutely serve a purpose. They absolutely have a great value proposition, but they're really missing the beat. That's what you're talking about with Microsoft. Yeah, with Microsoft Office and you have Teams and you have a bunch of different meeting and event apps and softwares. And they all do a wonderful job, but they're all existing in silo. Right. Nothing's talking to each other. And event pros, if nothing else, the thing that we know how to do is we know how to collaborate. We know what matters most. We know how to bubble the detail and the agility to the surface so we can make the things that need to happen happen. And we need the innovation to support that. So I really set out about a year and a half ago I met with a ton of unbelievable talent, venues, vendors, collaborators. Christina Matucci um, has been like a great source of support. Back in the day when I really first started out and I was a, a seedling, um, James Munns and Leah Hoos, they've been kind of my champions since day one. And I showed them a lot of, you know, kind of low lift prototypes and visuals to kind of explain to them where I was going and what I was building, which all changed, of course, along the way. More recently, uh, Nadine Jervis, Ayal Tesler, actually Emily Rifle from the Plaza was the one who said to me, can you rip out my inbox? I, I don't know what to do with my inbox. And I left that meeting and I thought, I really need to do that. And actually the, the product was originally built with a replacement inbox. Let's back up a second. You used to be a party planner, a party producer. Yes, for a very long time. Yes, and very successful. And what made you give that up? What made you move to this other tech world sure. to fix the world that you inhabited so well of being a, an event producer? So I think there's a part of my brain that always thought I was a tech founder. Back in 2004, I started to get really hyper-focused on systematizing as much as I could of my day-to-day -day planning efforts. I was trying to find ways to collaborate with other professionals in a document at one time. So, you know, as an event planner, one of the things that I can speak to is the pain of repetition, of doing the same thing over and over and over again. So even if it's just giving 
I don't know, 15 different vendors, the same client information. And every time that information changes, you have to give it again and again. It could be that you communicate at nine in the morning with 10 different professionals about some details for your client, but then they're all getting back to you at different times. So you're even just absorbing, your brain is absorbing content about that event at different times of day. I like texting much better because it's immediate. But how do you know what project you're texting around? And the information in that text, you cannot make actionable. You can copy it. You can paste it into an email. You can paste it into another environment, but it's still in silo. It's, it's still in its own little bubble. It's without connective tissue back to the project or to the client or to the financials. It's not connected. We, we need information. We need people. And we need documents to be connected at all. The, the people that you're talking about connecting with are? Great question. Event professionals, no matter who you are, whether you are a vendor, a venue, an event planner, a supplier, or an organizer, right? That's, that's who our space is made up of, right? And, and every one of us, we are selling, we are planning, and we are producing events. So we have to communicate internally as a team, our business teams. So if you are at the plaza day to day, you have your sales staff, you have your culinary staff, you have your service staff, you have your front of house, you have your back of house. You might communicate with your GM. You might communicate with people outside your organization who are running the ball on social media, on communications on marketing, on bookkeeping, on finance and legal. So you have one bucket that you communicate internally, but you still communicate with them around a topic. So if you're communicating with your social media or marketing people, you're communicating around marketing and social media. And if you're in email, you're pushing things around at different places and times. Only thing you can do is collate those emails and save those documents after the fact in one place. There's nothing intuitive about email. If you are an event planner like me, I, or, or even let's just, let's just stay with the venue. Let's stay with the venue. The salespeople probably spend 70 to 80% of their day communicating with what's called stakeholders, people outside the venue that they have to coordinate efforts with for each of these events. They are coordinating with rental companies. They're coordinating with planners. They're firing off COIs. They're coordinating loading docks for anywhere from zero to maybe 350 projects a year. That's a lot of coordination, right? Because think about it. The venue has to sell. The contract is gold. They can't miss the beat on that. But the sale takes zero to say at most 45 days, but they were planning with people from anywhere from three months to as much as three years. Like the average is about 16 months. So that lift of day-to-day communication with the client that's broken up, day-to-day communication with all of these different people who come together around an event, and they're doing it for hundreds of events. That's untenable to do it broken up in different locations, with dozens of different people. So that's one example for a, let's say just a venue. You've got your internal communication, which still involves business people in and out, but then you have your event communication, which for the most part involves people out, including clients. 
And until we actually include clients in the day-to-day, -day, we're always going to have a portion of our efforts broken out. So the minute we loop clients in, into the communications we want them in, and we put them in one place in space, that's where magic also really happens. The biggest joy that we've found with Vow is clients are so delighted to have all of their information that venues, vendors, planners, suppliers, event organizers push through to them. And they have their stuff in one place, not peppering their inbox. And it's also alleviating one huge pain point for pros, which is clients texting them. Clients live in a world in immediacy. Yeah. They want everything and they want it now. Mm -hmm. So Val gives them that sense. Val is faster than text. And so it gives them that sense of speed, connective tissue with their team, but puts it in one place so it is no longer heading for professionals, texts, and text chains. Right. That we have to stop. And VOW stands for? Like virtual one workspace. And it really is one workspace for everybody. And quite frankly, it's how a lot of industries are working. We are by no means the first, but no one has built for us. Because if you don't understand how all these players come together, really hard to build a solution that gets to the connective tissue between everybody and solves a real pain point with a world of possibilities about where you go from there. Listen, events are a team sport. Right. Not only are events a team sport, they've gotten more global. Over the past 10 years, every little vertical, whether you're in cakes and pastries, whether you're in catering or design decor rentals, got really, really populated with an amazing list of talent. Vendors and venues and subcontractors and fabricators grew almost 10x. In the last 10 years, we literally have 10 times as many players as we went into 2009, 2010 with. That was driven by the bottom, but it was also driven by the top. So what anybody knows who's ever done an event, I think, is the way I say it is sort of like shared success, shared destruction. You know, when we all succeed, it's this, you know, amazing thing. If one link in the food chain breaks down or fails, it really does affect all of us. And what we all become protective of is it not impacting the client. Once it impacts the client, it impacts the client experience, which they don't forget, and the pocketbook, which is a trickle down to our own pocketbooks. Everyone in the moment, as we all face hurdles, you know, we surmount them. Problems, we fix them. Roadblocks, we maneuver around them. That is what event pros do. We take our business acumen, we take our agility, we take our fortitude, and we navigate and, and knock the fuck out of whatever's <laughs> in our place. But if a problem really does happen, it affects all of us. And that's a little bit unique to the event space when you don't have a chance to go back in time and fix it. So we're working in real time when it matters most, which is on the day of the event, but we don't work in real time leading up to it. We don't capture things in real time. We don't push different levers and, and leverage, you know, details and documents and content in real time. This is kind of the world we're syncing up with Val. And look, we, listen, we've not figured it all out, right? Like we have so much to prove out and we have so much we have to get done, but we definitely feel excited to be in market at a unique time, at a time when pros really need it. We want to be there for them. We want to get in. We want them to use Val the way that they see fit. We want to capture those learnings. Everyone's so excited to 
get me feedback and ask, can we do this one day? Can we do that one day? I'd like to think we've thought of a lot, but honestly, we really built this with the support of so many pros who had great insight, great feedback, who really empowered us to turn the product along the way on its head. And so we're really proud, but, but we, got, we have a long road ahead of us. I, if I look at a lot of colleagues independently, everyone's really driven a lot of their own systemization and innovation. They, they really have, like I was talking to Jessica Alton of, of Thomas Freddy, how sort of they have their landscape set up is really forward thinking and they're really connected to technology really for the beauty of their clients. Everyone is doing it. We're just using specifically technology as a driver and solving one real pain point that we think is really going to lift everyone out of the shuffling and really put them in a place of power day to day. And then as they're there, they're going to see these great add-on features and add-on products that we're going to ultimately get to. Like new features, new products that we're going to be adding on that are really going to help them move much, much faster, much stronger, much better, and and do it in one place in space without the jumping around. And listen, like everything in life, it takes a certain amount of adoption. We're not going to have what we'd want right out of the starting gate, but we've been excited by the usage we've seen so far and really the feedback and excitement in people's voices. Like, you know, everyone says the same thing. Like if I had this tool for the last 20 years, I would have done 10 times as much business. And so when I'm looking at other event planners, you know, who I came through last 20 years with, it's exciting for me. I mean, you asked what made me kind of transition. Again, I actually had been doing this in 2004 because the technology then really didn't allow for what I wanted to do. I had a lot of learning that I had to capture in my own business as a planner. We had a huge roster of clients. So I really just stayed the course and really thought about it over the years. How does it work for a music company or a florist or? Well, let's go with your organization. So okay. you have to communicate with your musicians and there's probably a, a thin part that you communicate with them in general, but more often than not, you're communicating around a job. You also probably have people just that you need to communicate with day to day. It could be your accountant, could be your bookkeeper, or you have an intern who's doing social media for you. So you have a lot of people that you have to communicate day to day with internally. Right. Right. So if you were on Vow, you would create what's called a workspace for your company, a protected environment, safe, secure, highest security standards. You would invite the people that you would need to communicate with into that workspace. And then you would create different channels. So if you were communicating about your finances, you might have a channel called finances and you might put your bookkeeper or accountant on it. Oh, okay. If you had a social media director, you might have a channel called social media and marketing. You might put those people on it. If you had a, a business partner who was handling the day-to-day -day communication with two salespeople, you might have a sales channel and put your sales guys on there. And that's all they would see. That's right. all they would see. So when you make these channels, you invite people in, it's private to the people invited to those channels. And this way, the information that you communicate with those people, no matter what it's about, is never broken up. Oh. And then in those channels, we have great features that organize the communications further, right? Because communications are work, right? We have to talk to work. So then if you are Doug Winters and you're also this headline uh, entertainer, 
then you are also going to say, you know what? I also have to communicate with my musicians around every project. So every time you have a new client, you might spin up a workspace for that client. So let's say it's the Goldman Brisman wedding. <laughs> right. And then the next one is the, uh, I don't know, the Goldberg bat mitzvah. And the next one after that is Jean and Joe's 50th. You're going to spin up a workspace for each of these events. And then in the event, you're going to create channels. Maybe you have frontline backline. Maybe your musicians are all on one channel. Maybe your bookkeepers on another channel because you communicate with her on contracting and everything stays at the event level. Nothing comes in from personal, from solicitations, from your attorney, from your business partner. Everything is hyper-focused. The other thing is the way that these wonderful workspaces are spun up. They have a relationship back to the projects. You still have information, a timeline, a run of show. So no one's really come up with a solution that makes timelines dynamic. And we have, you know, as a company, one of our value propositions really is to allow people to be more efficient and more effective with their work and take time back. Pros are going to need to take time back, not just for themselves, but post COVID, they're really going to have to do more in a world where we're all going to be doing with less. We're going to have less staff. We're going to have less resources. We're going to have less choices and options. And we need to be able to recoup economic losses. And so we have to be able to take more on. We have to be able to book more. We have to be able to make more. We have to be able to save more. So I don't by any means want to sort of present what I'm doing as the holy grail, not at all. But when you do something like we're doing, you have to have kind of a long range ambition. And my long range ambition is that this is a product aimed at pros to do just that, to help them be more efficient, to help them book more, make more, save more, and take time back, whether they're using that time to sell more or to be more creative or to just take time back from themselves. It would be really hard for everybody to go back and work the way they did before. And a lot of people are back a lot, a huge amount of the community is doing micro events and doing them beautifully and doing them safely. It's hopeful. It's inspirational that people are doing micro events. They're doing what they have to do, but it will ramp up. Look, no one's going to be giving up concerts and galas, no one's giving up weddings, no one's giving up mitzvahs. but there's a certain amount of uncertainty out there. And the industry and life as a whole will surmount that. We will go back to life as being as you know it. I, I don't know at all what the timeline horizon will be, but people are booking now and they're excited. I mean, clients want to book. They want to plan. They want to move forward. And so we're all just going to be working together, figuring out this new world, what that looks like. But you know, when you have people who are doing what they can do now, planning micro events, being part of those experiences, first of all, everyone's going to learn things from that that they're absolutely going to apply to life post COVID in terms of how they do their job. For example, it could be the way that they communicate. It could be the way that they run their staff or have just new, you know, sort of safety precautions regarding hygiene or other steps that just make them safer. You know, COVID has cost everybody a lot in tragedy and time and money, but event pros, you know, the world is our, is our education.
you want to earn a living, you want to be out there, you want to be working, you want the excitement in the private. I mean, when I see people doing these micro events, like I have massive FOMO because, you know, they're out there and they're doing the work and we all need to see that. We all need that inspiration to like rally mentally and emotionally to like saddle up. Yeah. There is a tendency to feel a little bleak every once in a while. I never in a million years thought this would go on. I'd be on the phones with the venues and the vendors. Um, listen, from January through, I would say July, we interviewed over a hundred pros. All right. We is who? We is Vow or we is Jennifer Brisbane? Vow. Okay. Vow, me. Me. Um, we interviewed a hundred pros. My dream was to have all this amazing evergreen content, meaning content that would last forever. It wasn't just about social media, but it's out in the world. It's tagged. And, and we did it. And as we were about to launch everything, there was this real push that needed to happen around save live events, right? So everything that we were doing as an ecosystem, so much of it was, yes, drawing attention to the beautiful things we did, but also drawing attention to this heartbreak to the fact that we needed letters written and we needed to appeal to government and we needed to speak up for ourselves as an organization and live events co., um, and others have done an extraordinary job at rallying support and getting the word and the message out. It's been really hard for us to think about the right time to put these amazing interviews out there. And we're going to start doing it shortly. But it's hard to know with social media what the right thing is to do. But, you know, at Bauer, our, our, our goal is to support the pros. Everything that we're doing is about um, making people faster, better, and stronger. Um, it's about the connective tissue between everyone. It's about really leveraging innovation that already exists in the world and really packaging it up for the way that we work and getting those learnings and then, you know, building more, but you kind of have to have lofty goals. So when you're asking about timelines, there are certain primitive iterations of that that we can do now. And then there's obviously yeah. lofty goals, but we're, we're in market, we're listening to people, we're learning, we're getting feedback. I mean, the run of show for a micro wedding is pretty basic. Well, you know, the amazing thing is I'm not sure that anything's really that basic. I mean, when I speak to fellow pros, a lot of whom are our advisors, I mean, it is intense to do a micro wedding. It's a lot of new SOPs and it's a, it's a tough world out there, but I think everyone's like knocking it out of the park. I know for me, when I see it on social media, I'm like, Oh my God, I wish I did that. Or I wish I, yeah, you see that. things on Instagram is great. Oh, every Just, day, show every pictures. day. I'm, listen, I'm yeah. not going to pretend not to be obsessed. I'm obsessed with what everyone's doing. I like notice <laughs> every morsel and it's so fun. And um, let's connect early next week. Absolutely. You got okay. it. Bye dad. Bye bye. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Jennifer was kind enough to take me on a virtual tour of VOW just today. We actually taped this at the end of last week, and it really is quite something to see in action. It really is very cool. It's incredibly intuitive, and I can immediately see how this is going to revolutionize the industry. So well done, Jennifer. Follow us on Instagram. You could follow Jennifer at Jennifer Brisman, B-R-I-S-M-A-N. The software is, is, has its own Instagram, Vow Network, V-O-W. And you could find me, of course, at Doug Winters, Inc. Make sure you subscribe to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast and leave a five-star review. And reach out to me on Instagram and let me know who you'd like to have on as guests. As usual, please stay strong, stay safe, wear masks, and whatever you do, get ready to vote. 43 days and counting. This is serious. I'll see you next week.
Bye-bye.